Brian Will served in both the Air Force and the Army. He is the author of the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling book, The Dropout Multimillionaire. He is a serial entrepreneur and an industry expert in sales and management consulting. Starting his entrepreneurial journey in his early 20s, Brian has created or co-created seven highly successful companies across four different industries in the last 35 years, the peak combined value of over a half a billion dollars. Throughout his career, Brian has been instrumental in turning around multiple projects and has aided various organizations in driving billions of dollars in sales. Brian Will is up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. If you want to supersize your savings earnings, Navy Federal is offering some of their highest rates in 10 years. Check out Navy Federal's supercharged rates at NavyFederal.org slash save and invest. All right, today we're talking with Brian Will, author of The Dropout Multimillionaire. He's an Air Force and Army veteran. Brian, welcome to the show. Got a lot of great things to talk about. Look forward to hearing your story. Take us back and tell us about uh, time in the Air Guard and the Army Guard. Hey, Joe, thanks for having me today. And I don't have quite the esteemed career you do. I've seen you in full dress uh, uniform. It's uh, very impressive. I, I, I was one of those kids, unfortunately, in high school who didn't do well, ended up failing out my junior year, got back in, graduated, got kicked out of the house and didn't have any place to go, right? Yeah. Giant chip on my shoulder, very angry and hated authority. So, of course, you join the military. That's the first thing you think of. So, I joined the Air Force. Uh, did a year active in training, went back to the guard, did three years working on avionics systems for A7s, uh, transferred down to Georgia, did one year in crypto communications with the air guard there, but always wanted to fly, always wanted to fly. And the air force wouldn't let me cause I didn't have a college degree, but remember I'm, I'm, I'm at the base one day and I'm whining about not being able to fly. And one of the guys says, you know, the army unit right down at the other end of the runway, they'll let anybody fly. <laughs> You should go see them. Take <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? So I literally got in my car at lunch. I drove down the other end. I walked into this army unit. It was a 151st military intelligence battalion. They flew Mohawks. And I said, Hey man, I want to fly. And they were like, come on in son. We'll let you fly. And so I took the testing and, and ended up being a right seat in a OV one Mohawk, which is a oh, twin yeah. turbo surveillance aircraft. Yeah. I, I used to joke. It probably had a great mission in Korea. In Vietnam, it was probably okay, but by the time I flew it, we had zero mission. I mean, we were flying around burning gas and, you know, doing up time in that, air cla- in that aircraft. So, yeah. did that for four years and uh, got out in 1991. Actually, interesting story. I got out the day Desert Shield started. Really? I was literally driving down to the base at Dobbins Air Force Base, and Dick Cheney comes on the radio and he says, hey, Desert Shield has begun. All military personnel are frozen. I walked in the door and they're all laughing at me. They're like, yeah, you're not getting out of the guard. I was like, oh, come on, man, I'm done. And they're like, all right, we'll put you in the IRR for another year, which is what they did. So that was, uh, never got deployed. I mean, this was a weird window of eight years where nothing was going on today. If you get in the guard, I have a son-in-law who's an officer in the army guard in Florida and you know, he's on deployments all the time. Oh yeah. Especially with different different world today. September 11th. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dobbins. I know right where you're at. You're right across the runway from us. That was there's a, a HMLA Cobra Huey Marine Squadron right across the runway from where you guys were probably. 
I know where the AV one is on know the, the commander of that unit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike all, is a F-14 pilot. Yep. So they had, they had a lot of Navy there, a lot of, a lot of Marine Corps units. It's all gone now. The Naval Air Station side shut yeah. down. They piecemealed it out, bracked it, everything else. But uh spent a lot of time flying in and out of there at, at Dobbins. So, um, well, so where, where did this entrepreneurship thing come from? Was it something that was always in your blood or, um, you know, what were you doing? What kind of work were you doing outside the, the guard? I, I was holding odd jobs. I, I was a waiter. I worked at a little Caesar's pizza. I worked in construction. I really had no, no direction in my life at the time. I'm back to 21, 22 years old. And, uh, I went to work for a landscaping company mowing grass. And I just remember thinking this guy driving this truck, I added up how much money we were making each week. It was about $2,000. And I knew I was getting paid 160 bucks because I was making four bucks an hour. <laughs> I just remember sitting in the truck thinking, one of us is stupid. And I know which one it is. <laughs> and so I finally decided I'm going to be a landscaper because how hard is it to cut grass and dig holes? Yeah. And so I quit and I had just gotten married to my wife and I bought a lawnmower and a weed eater and a blower having no clue what I was doing. And I started a landscaping company. And Eight years later, I had seven franchised units and I always like to say it did really good until it didn't. And then it collapsed and crashed and burned and I learned a lot of lessons and then went on from there. So that's kind of my start. Yeah. No kidding. So, uh, you know, have you read, uh, Robert Kiyosaki has a lot of books who, who is actually a Marine Huey pilot, by the way. Um, love him. He's got this book. One of, one of his books is called, uh, a students work for C students and B students work for the government. And <laughs> it's a great concept. And it, it, it's so true in many ways. Of course, it's not, it doesn't apply to everybody, but he's it, it, saying that those kids that struggled and got C's all the way through school, they've, they learned to figure out that they were never the experts at anything, but they're right. really good at finding A students to do, to do work for them and hire them. And so that's the, the basic concept of how, a students end up working for C students because C students from the very beginning struggling all the way through school. If they were going to get through school, they, they were used to using others and study with others and leaning on other people. And build, basically they learned how to build teams at a young age. And if you're going to be successful in business, that's what you need to do because no matter how good you are, you can't do everything. That is a key to business. I'm glad you said that. Absolutely a key to business. You can't do it all yourself. Yeah. And so you start out with one lawnmower, probably running the mower yourself and you quickly realize I'm going to have to get some more mowers and hire some other people because I can't mow all the yards myself. Actually, I, the first thing I did was make my wife get on the weed eater and start <laughs> weed eating while I was mowing. And then I would blow and we'd jump in the truck and go. If you can imagine this little 22-year-old couple. Uh, and I got her to drop out of college to do this with me. Her parents did not like me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I can imagine that. Now, in the end, I ended up being the favored son-in-law because we did really, really well over time. But back then, all they saw was their daughter, you know, in the side of a pickup truck with a blower on her back, blowing grass off of a driveway. <laughs> so if you don't mind me asking, why did the whole thing collapse? Was it, uh, you know, one of the real estate collapses went with it or competition? No, I made two critical errors that I've carried with me throughout business for the rest of my life. And the first critical error is the majority of my business came from one company. We worked for a, an apartment complex development company and we were doing these giant projects all over the city. And when they hired a new VP of construction, he decided to have his son 
come in and do the landscaping for the company and they fired me. Imagine that. And when they fired me, yeah, when they fired me, they withheld a $150,000 payment. And the second rule I've learned is I was so deep in debt. I mean, up to my eyeballs, right? Think about this kid out of high school who never had anything and I was broke and now I'm yeah. suddenly making a little money. I had three cars, a motorcycle, two houses. I had a boat and, and I, but I had zero cash. I had zero savings and I was literally living week to week waiting on those checks. When they withheld that money, they basically bankrupted my company. I couldn't pay my suppliers, my creditors, my employees. I had to shut the entire thing down in a matter of weeks and then start scrambling to try to figure out how to pay people. So two big lessons, never put all your eggs in one basket, always keep cash because you have no idea what's coming next. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, that's a great stopping point. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Managing your money can be hard because of competing goals like growing savings versus paying down debt or managing everyday expenses versus having fun. Or what about all those unexpected expenses that always come along? I've been a Navy Federal member since 1990, and I can tell you that Navy Federal Credit Union takes the legwork out of saving and investing with a variety of choices. If you want to supersize your savings earnings, they're offering some of their highest rates in 10 years. And whether you choose savings or investments, you can make it easier by automating. Plus, their website has articles, tips, and tools that make complicated subjects easier to understand. Check out Navy Federal supercharged rates at NavyFederal.org slash save and invest. Saving products are insured by NCUA. Investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. Are you getting tired of having to say what or huh over and over again or not hearing the conversation at dinner? That's why you've got to check out MD Hearing. MD Hearing is an FDA-registered rechargeable hearing aid that costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD Hearing's new Neo model costs over 90% less than clinical hearing aids. My good friend Jeff, who's a retired police officer from upstate New York, had a chance to try both the Neo and the Volt hearing aids from MD Hearing. He wore each of them for over a week and loved both of them, as the sound quality was just as good or better than his current hearing aids. His current hearing aids cost him over $7,000, by the way. Both units were comfortable and easy to put on and take out. They charged overnight and lasted the whole 16 hours that he had them in. Now, I mentioned that Jeff's hearing aids cost him over $7,000. MD Hearing's new Neo model costs over 90% less than clinical hearing aids. And the Neo is MD Hearing's smallest hearing aid ever. It fits inside your ear, and no one will even know it's there. MD Hearing provides clinical-level care via telemedicine from doctors and licensed hearing professionals. Basically, you get a clinical level experience without ever, ever having to leave the home. So if you want MD Hearing's smallest hearing aid ever, go to mdhearing.com and use promo code VETERAN to get their new buy one, get one for $149.99 each offer when you buy a pair. Plus, they are adding a free extra charging case, which is $100 value, just for listeners of the Veteran on the Move podcast. So head to mdhearing.com and use our promo code VETERAN and get their new buy one, get one for $149.99 each offer when you buy a pair. All right, back talking with Brian Will, author of The Dropout Multimillionaire. So Brian, your landscaping business there in the Atlanta area had collapsed, heavily, heavily uh, in debt, no cash flow going on. What happened next? Like, how'd you, how'd you recover from that? You know, at the time I didn't have another choice. So I literally started another business. And, And I will tell you over the next 25 years or so, I've launched I don't know, seven or eight different companies. I've sold two into venture capital, one into private equity. 
I've done consulting for big corporations and I've done consulting for startup entrepreneurs, right? So that's kind of the niche that I'm in today. And so one of the things that I do is I try to talk to these folks that are either wanting to launch a business, have already launched a business that they're struggling with or have one that's going along, but it's not going along with the way they want to go or as fast as they want to go. So that's really what I do today, right? So if we talk about these folks and we say, hey, if you're thinking about starting a business, there are two things that you need to know how to do before you do it. I call this the first two keys to success in launching or even after you've launched succeeding and pushing your business forward. And the first one is simple. If you've never run a successful business, you don't know how to run a successful business. Okay. That I don't care what you've done in the past. I don't care if you're a 30 year corporate executive or you've managed a team of people. I literally work with, with the honor foundation. And the last person I work with is a Navy seal, right? He's a major runs big teams. I have a buddy who's a pararescue. He, he wrote the SOP for the African continent. Doesn't know how to run a business. It's totally different skill set, right? So if you're thinking of starting a business, the very first thing you should do, and I mean the very first, is you need to find a good coach or mentor who has been there and successful, who can come in and show you the pitfalls so that you don't make the same mistakes that they've made in the past. Mm-hmm. Learning from someone else's failure is much, much easier than making all those mistakes yourself. So number one, find a mentor or coach. Number two, the first business skill you need to learn outside of whatever it is you're going to do is finance. (laughs) And if you're not good at numbers, I'm sorry, but you need to start learning them. You need to understand a P&L. You need to understand P&L analysis. You need to understand cost, wholesale, uh, net cost, gross cost. You need to understand all these things or you need to bring somebody in that does know and understand them so that they can help you. I often, and I say this all the time, and I, I, my, my tagline is Joe the plumber. Yep. If Joe the plumber starts a business, his business will not fail because Joe doesn't know how to plumb. His business will fail because Joe doesn't know how to run a business. And that's the key. So find somebody that does, find somebody that has been successful bring them in and have them help you and avoid all the mistakes they've made. So those are the first two big things. Yeah. Now, if somebody that's brand new, just getting started, probably doesn't have a lot of assets or capital. Um, how do they go about affording something like that? Like what are some of the low cost ways of ensuring you're setting yourself up for success? First of all, I'll tell you that every successful person I know will probably sit down with you and give you some advice. I do it all the time. Secondarily, beyond that, I would say find a good networking or mastermind group that you can join that is relatively inexpensive. There are groups you can join for a couple hundred dollars a month that'll put you in a room or a Zoom or a group of people that are doing the same thing you're doing. They're having the same issues and they're coming up with the same solutions. So you've got to get in some kind of an organization like that. And yes, it's going to cost a little money, but you're just going to have to do it. Because trust me, I was on a podcast yesterday. And the gentleman was telling me, I talked to this guy, he's been in business for three years and he's only been making a couple thousand dollars a year. We got him up to $20,000 a year within six months. And I said, what happened? What would have happened if he had come to you three years ago? How much did it cost him not to spend a little bit of money to learn the things that you're teaching him? And he said, that's exactly right. But people, they get afraid to spending a little money up front, And that's just not something you can do if you want to be successful. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like you can have somebody front load all this info to you and then you start in business. They kind of need to be walking along with you because yes. so many of us are, you know, love the concept of just in time learning. 
And if you take a bunch of courses or a bunch of information up front and then you just start and you're on your own, you haven't really learned the information. You got to, as you stumble along and step on these landmines, that's when you need people at, at your, you know, at your beck and call or people that are along the ride with you to deal with those things as they come along. So you really need someone that's there for the ride with you. You need a phone number. <laughs> hey man, this is what's going on. What do I do? Way too Don't much to put this. in a text message. That's for sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't do this. Go do that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Thanks. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, what you said is, is so true. A lot of folks getting out of the military, they're like, oh, I don't want to ask that guy. Or, oh, that guy didn't. If, if you're, one thing about entrepreneurship or business ownership, it can be very, very lonely. And if you have someone coming to you asking for advice and they're, they're one of those people that are actually going to listen to you and act on the advice you give them, they will help you. They will bend over backwards to help you because they want, they're already successful. So they got that check in the block. Nothing, nothing satisfies somebody like that more than helping somebody else become successful. Entrepreneurs love entrepreneurs. Absolutely. That's the deal. And they're willing to, they're not going to give you their whole life and spend hours upon hours with you, but they will help you answer your questions and steer you in the right direction. I do it all the time. Yeah. And you have to, you have to honor their time and, and, and be available when they're available. You know, you can't, you don't want to be doing it on your time or your clock you like, when can I call you? When, what, what time works best for you and, and honor their time and bend to their schedule and they'll help you all they can. But Absolutely. A lot of, a lot of military folks getting out of the military, they're, they're not comfortable with that concept or they're just not familiar with that. And so a lot of times the, the military folks, they just don't ask. And you know, if they realize once those doors open, you're like, man, if I just would have asked a long time ago, I would have been so much farther along. I, I'm going to give you a perfect example with, um, the last guy I worked with, he's a SEAL Team 4 major, transitioning out. I said, come on down to Atlanta. I got a bunch of buddies. I got an F-15 pilot who owns a construction company, an F-14 pilot who owns a couple of restaurants, PJ who owns uh, a commercial carpet cleaning company. And they all three said the same thing. We would love to sit down and talk to him. He flew into Atlanta. I just put him on the tour of all these ex-military business owners. He came back. He's like, man, that was awesome. I appreciate it. I said, man, everybody wants to help. Yeah. That's, that's why I started this podcast. I'm like, there are so many great military type entrepreneurs out there. They, they just need a, a platform to tell their story on. Other people can listen to it, use yep. it as motivation and guidance and somebody farther down the runway than you. And you don't, you don't need to talk to the guy that's the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. You just need to talk no. to somebody that you can talk to all different types, but sometimes just the people that are a little farther ahead than you are more helpful than anybody. That, that is, I'm glad you said that. I, in fact, I say this in my book. If you're a startup or even a young entrepreneur or even less than 10 million in revenue, quit trying to take the advice of billionaires. It's a <laughs> yeah. waste of time. Right. Their, their thinking is so far on another level that they can't help you. And the example I, I, I use a lot of time is, let's say you own a trucking company in LA and you're trying to move product down to San Francisco or up to San Francisco. And you got to figure out running routes and you know that wins traffic and and how do you get your trucks around it so you get you know, more efficient in your timeline? You need to find somebody who's done that. You don't go to Elon Musk because the last time he got stuck in traffic between LA and San Francisco, he said, you know what? I'm going to build a tunnel underneath the ground and get there at 160 miles an hour all by myself. See, don't go to him for advice because yeah. he can't help you. Find the person that literally, as you said, is 10 steps ahead of you that just went through what you went through that made those mistakes and say, hey, this is what I'm about to do. 
is this the right move? And they're going to say yes or no, because I've done it and it worked or it didn't. Yeah. Quit taking advice of billionaires. Find somebody 10 steps ahead and talk to them. Yeah, so true. I mean, a few people ask me all the time when they find I'm on a podcast, like, hey, you ever interviewed anybody famous? I'm like, no, not really. I mean, Dale Dye, <laughs> if you know who Dale Dye is, but that's probably the most. But we talked business. We did, we talked a little bit about his movies, but mostly talking about business because he was a Marine. And uh, I don't, you know, famous people don't really do me a whole lot of good on the podcast because I'm, I'm, I'm talking to normal people about business right. and they want to, they don't, they don't relate to uh, Donald Trump or Robert Kiyosaki or any other multi-billionaire. They relate to somebody that got out of the military a few years ago or 20 years ago and can speak that military mentality. So yeah, it yep. doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't do a whole lot. So um, what, talk, talk to us about the dropout multimillionaire, your book. What, where did, where did the idea for that come from? You know, I had written my first book, which was uh, essentially a book about my life, but it was my rough background and, and a lot of stories originally from my children, but it was more about my life. And I finished that book and I had been doing all this consulting in corporate America and with entrepreneurs. And I thought, you know, I really want to write this book on business. And honestly, it started out and I thought it was going to be more a book on mechanics of how to run a business. But the more I got into writing, the more I realized that every single business is different. Everybody has different problems. There's too many solutions to try to put in a book. And the reality is, as I said before, most people aren't going to fail because of the mechanics or what we call the skill set. They're going to fail because of the mindset or the soft skills, right? Yep. So the book is really, it's not about how to open a checking account. It's not about how to buy the right shit. It's not about any of that hard skill mechanical stuff. It's all about what's in your head because success is 90% in your head. And the way, and, and art, the, the example I use is, you know, the difference between a rich man and a poor man is the way they think. That's it. The difference between a successful person and a failure is the way they think. That, that's all it is. And if you can figure out how those people think and you think the same way, you can have the same success levels. The mechanics are easy. Anybody can teach you how to plumb or do electric or, you know, build construction or whatever. What you need to learn is how to run a business. So it's mostly about soft skills. It's mostly about mindset. It's about the way you need to think, the things you need to think about. Because if you get those right, you can be successful in pretty much any business that's out there. And the book did good. Yeah. I mean, we hit Wall Street Journal, number five bestseller. It's, it's been a good book. Yeah. You know, you touched on hard skills, soft skills. In, in the job market, when folks are getting out of the military, they focus, their resume is focused on their hard skills. Corporate America is focusing on their hard skills. Like how many, how many times I've heard like, oh, you're, you're an infantry guy or you're a special operator or whatever. Like, you don't, your, your skills don't really translate in the civilian world, you, you, except maybe security jobs. And it, right. it, it drives me nuts when, when corporations think that way. Also drives me nuts when the veterans themselves think that way, that I don't have any skills. Because it's those soft skills, like you said, that ultimately that, that it's 90% what you're thinking, the differences in, in, in what you're thinking, that 90% of success is how you're thinking and whether you think you can yep. succeed or not. So a lot of companies have come around to realize I, that's why these military folks make such good employees and good leaders in, in the organization and go so far. It's because of those soft skills. Maybe we should overlook some of the hard skills that are missing and get, teach them those along the way. Cause it's interesting. Soft, you know, the soft skills are the one are the hardest thing to acquire. Yes. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we always say hard skills will open the door. Soft skills are going to make you succeed. Yeah. But it is interesting when we have done some of this work and these guys are coming out and, and I say, well, first thing you do is give me a copy of your resume. 
and, and, it, and it's a, I'm, I'm a, a little facetious in what I'm saying, but the resume basically says, I know how to blow stuff up and kill people and overthrow governments. Yeah. Clearly I'm qualified. Sure. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Now, how can we translate, translate that into managing and motivating teams to get jobs done on a timely basis and meet requirements and within budget? And so we got to re, you know, rethink what they're, you know, they're coming out of the military with these skill sets and push it into a corporate world environment. So uh, it, it is interesting. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I think, I think the corporations or the, the people doing the hiring, they want to, they want to trans, transpose that stuff way too much. Like in my opinion, like if you're in the military, you know, when you change, change the word leadership to management and like, really, do we really want to do that? Like, come on guys. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it goes too far, I think. But um, the, the companies that are doing well are the ones that have transformed themselves in order to know how to um, interpret that, interpret that military type resume. And then the veterans themselves have learned in, you know, transpose their resume into something that makes more sense in the civilian sector. So somewhere in the, in the middle is probably a happy medium, but um, the, one of the things about it, you got to get through HR first, you know, if you're looking for yep. a job, you got to get through HR and HR, you know, the kind of people that are in HR. I mean, and so you got to get through them first before you really get to the people that are probably doing the hiring. And right. so you can imagine you got to satisfy the, a lot of the, the young kids right out of college that managed in human resource, you know, majored in human resources and they've got their things they look for. And then you can get past the gatekeepers. Then your soft skills will come into play after that. And then there's people like me who never learned to do that. So we start our own business. <laughs> exactly. And then you really just have to figure out a need, find a solution for it, figure out how to market it and go. So you're, you consider yourself unemployable a long time ago. I, f I figured out I was unemployable at about 21 years of age. I, <laughs> I laughingly joke. I lost rank twice in the military because I was not a good, uh, not a good authority follower. We'll call it that. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I figured that that was my only solution in life. I had to work for myself. Yeah. So on, in your book, uh, the dropout multimillionaire, what are some of the things you touch on as far as, um, I mean, you, you're sort of referring to yourself as a dropout and what are some of the things, you know, those people that don't do well with authority or maybe didn't, they weren't the ace of the base and didn't get the 4.0 and all the honors classes and everything else. Right. Those kind of, do you, in your experience, do, do you find that a lot of entrepreneurs are those types of people or are the entrepreneurs, oh my gosh, the yes. students and everything else? No, I find a lot of entrepreneurs have had traumatic backgrounds, traumatic childhoods, weren't good in school. I mean, I can, I can point to dozens of them. And I think one of the things that, one of the, one of the lessons that I try to teach people is this, whatever success level you want in your life, determine what that is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then back up and we have to look at where we start. And in my first book, one of the subtitles was starting life at zero. And I, and I always say I started at less than zero because of my background, the way I grew up, no education, no discernible job skills. So everybody starts someplace different. And I don't know where you are, but I started at like negative 10. Some people start at negative 50. Some people start at positive 50. If you've got an MBA and your parents are wealthy and they give you money and you know some venture capital folks, and you're going to start your success journey way, way, way above me. 
I started at negative 10, we'll call it. Wherever you start is going to determine the number of lessons that you're going to need to learn to succeed in business. That's just the way it is. These are the, these are the cards you've been dealt. That's what's going to happen. And you're going to have to learn how to succeed over some period of time. So if I know that I'm at negative 10 and my buddy's at plus 50, I know he'll probably succeed faster than me because I've got to learn a lot more things. And me personally, I had 20 years of fail, 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 fail. But the key is I learned on every single one of those failures. So at some point I'd learned enough that I became successful. So no matter where you are, just understand that there are things you're going to have to learn. It may be more than some people. It may be less than some people. This is your journey. You got to go through it. You got to learn the lessons. You're going to have to fail a number of times. But if you keep pushing forward, eventually you will figure out how to succeed. And you can have anything you want at any success level you want. You're just going to have to keep moving. Now, the key to that is very simple. Don't buy into this. It's an old adage. You have to fail to succeed. I, I hate that mm. because failure leads to failure, period. Learning from failure is what makes you succeed, right? right. And, and we did in the military, we did post failure analysis, post success analysis, post operation analysis. That's what we did. What do we do right? What do we do wrong? What can we learn? How do we implement that in the next, the next uh, time we go at it? We do this in business. Every single time something goes wrong, do your post failure analysis, figure out what it is. Don't do that again. And then keep yourself moving forward and eventually you'll get there. Don't give up. You can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think uh, those types of folks, those personalities tend to do better in business than, you know, the honors, honor kids, the 4.0 students, that kind of thing? We don't have any other option. <laughs> I mean, what else am I going to do? I was 21 with no education and no discernible job skills. What was I going to do? You know, that's great. That was my my option. How true. Uh, And then when I failed, my option was try and go home or get yourself back up, dust off and go at it again. Cause it's not like I could go get a job in engineering. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So talk a little bit about some of the things you see in veterans coming out of the military, what advantages do they have to on, for entrepreneurship that they may or may not be aware of? Look, I find military people have focus because they've been doing a job that requires focus. They've got discipline because the military makes you have discipline. I, if I hadn't joined the military, I don't know what would have happened to me, quite frankly. I was a mess. So focus and discipline. And then the persistence that comes from learning that you have no choice but to move forward. I remember when I first got in the military, And it was like, well, I don't want to be here. And they're like, okay, you can go to jail. You don't have a choice. You've joined, you're here. This is what you're doing. And eventually you have this mental mindset that you just have to move forward. There's no choice. And if you take that same mindset and you move that into business that I have no choice, I can focus, I can be disciplined in what I'm doing and I have no choice to move forward. Then you have a much higher success rate than somebody who has never been through that, that has other options or thinks they can quit. We, we just don't think we can quit. We just move, we move through problems. That's what we do. Exactly. Well we move put. through them or around them, but we get past the problem. Don't stay in them. Don't stay in your problems. No. Too many people like that. <laughs> that's unfortunately our education system doesn't teach that. And that's a, that's a challenge. Grovel in the failure. No, move on right through it. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Hey, uh, if we want to find the, uh, the dropout multimillionaire, where's the best place to go? I'm sure it's on all the typical hotspots, right? It is everywhere in my website, which is brianwillmedia.com, www.brianwillmedia.com. 
my podcast, my books, everything we do is on there. What are some of the things you cover on your podcast, business in general? These are business in general. Yeah. We talk about a lot of specific focused uh, areas like the magic crystal ball, which is historical PL analysis, or why are you starting a business? Who are you in your own business? Why should anybody buy your product from you? These are critical business lessons you need to understand if you're going to succeed. So that's mostly what it's about. Awesome. Well, and if there's somebody on their way out of the military wants to get in touch with you, um, tap your brain. What's the best way to get best way to get a hold of you? Go to the website. All my contacts information on there. All of our social media, every social media platform you can think of. BrianWillMedia.com has everything, and and that's how you get me. And you also, I get you also do some type of coaching or something, don't you? We do. We just launched a, a mastermind group, mastermind coaching group, and it's going to be for startups through 10 million in revenue. We're only bringing 10 people on to start. Um, it's going to be really a, a focused mentorship group to help some, some folks really get their businesses rocking and rolling. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Brian. I appreciate you sharing your entrepreneurial success story. Uh, done really well over, over the years and uh, keep, keep on going. So appreciate you uh, sharing all that with the rest of us and uh, hearing, your, hearing your story back from the beginning of your time in the, in the air guard and the army guard and how you eventually became what you did. And it's always riddled with lots of failure and, and never quitting and never giving up and keeping on, keep on going. Joe, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate veteran on the move. I think you're doing some good stuff here. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, these two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to veteran on the move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.